This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. We still got one more game tonight on the Week 14 slate. Maybe the best game of Week 14 in Rams and Cardinals, but we had a ton of action that we can dig into here on a little Monday recap of the NFL. We talked a lot about the AFC North in a previous episode we did, so you can check that out on iTunes, Spotify, or Steelers.com if you want to really dive in deep with those four teams. But Browns-Ravens was the 1 o'clock window game here in Pittsburgh, and it was disappointing for most of the game. And then, of course, the Ravens made it close. But the other game that was on my TV at 1 o'clock, and I'm old school, Jacob. I don't watch Red Zone because I can't afford Red Zone. But... (laughs) I watch the games in their entirety uh, when they're on CBS and when they're on Fox. So I was keeping an eye on both the Ravens-Browns game and the Cowboys and Washington football team game. The Washington football team really came out and laid an egg in this one at the beginning of the game. But But then the Cowboys tried to blow it as hard as they possibly could. What was Dak Prescott thinking on that pick six that he threw? I mean, there's just no need to try to force that ball into that kind of a window when you have a two-score lead with that little time left. I mean, you want to throw that thing to the popcorn vendor and punt the ball. You need to make Washington earn every point that they're going to get with that few time left on the clock. But instead, you gave them a free seven points, and then they had a realistic chance at the end to try to make a drive happen. Uh, Of course, it was with Kyle Allen because Tyler Henneke got hurt in the football game, so... Who knows, things might be a little different if Henneke was able to stay in for that final uh, attempt really by the football team. really grasping at that point. With what? With, with Allen. With Kyle Allen? Yeah. I mean, you're kind of already grasping for straws with Henneke all year long. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, when you go to Kyle Allen, it, I, I think it's, it's pretty much over for you when that becomes the case. But both of these teams play in the NFC East. The NFC East basically plays each other for the rest of the way here. It's just interdivision play from week 15 on. Cowboys are a 9-4 and four team. They got a really good lead now in the division. I think they're up by three games in the loss column to both the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles. Three ga- they're three games up on them both. I think that's a for sure thing that they're going to get that spot. Is the Washington football team going to get a wild card in your mind? Or... Or is the team that no. was idle this week, the Philadelphia Eagles, going to sneak up and snag that wild card spot? Or are we going to have three NFC East teams in the playoffs this Stop year? Stop it. Stop what? it. I think the Niners take at least one of those spots. I think they have to. It was a huge win for them to get that win against uh, Cincinnati, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But... I don't want to. I don't want to see three NFC East teams in my playoffs this year, Tom. Do you? I don't think anyone does. I want to see four. I. I <laughs> you want? And if there was a fifth, I'd want to see a fifth one. What a division, man! What a division! Uh, and well, it's just not, you're so. Certainly not. You're not going to see the Giants in there. It's just so amazing that they play each other for the rest of the way. And like some weird like college football conference play schedule where I'm it's just you, all it's, them. I've been telling you for weeks now. It's the scheduling committee. They had no idea what they were going up against. They had a legitimate system in place with 16 games, and everything got screwed with the 17th week, uh, the 17th game. And and now you just see the Browns playing the Ravens back to back games. You see the NFC East playing each other the rest of the way. You, see, it's just it's all wrong. It's all wrong, Tom. 
Well, the Eagles play the football team this week. So, okay. So, to answer, to get back to your question. Which is what I was just trying to do, so thank you. I think right now I got to – well, is Heineke out? Even if he's in, I think the Eagles are a better team. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean they make the playoffs, though. Of course. We just had – in our previous episode, we just had this whole thing with the Bengals being the best right, team in the, the AFC, AFC North, North, but that doesn't mean they're going to win. I mean – it's it's a waste of time to even look at the schedules because it's just okay. Which NFC East <laughs> are, they are they playing? These? Washington or right. are they playing Philadelphia? Like, so this week it's Eagles at home, but in two weeks it's Washington. It's Philly at Washington, yeah, and the Eagles got a I game with the Giants in the middle know. there. I don't know. I think it's a crapshoot. I think you could say either of these teams can make it. But you think two get in? I think two from the NFC East get in. So one of those wild cards is going to be the Eagles. It's going to be the, the Eagles or the, or the football team. The football team really – they impressed you, right, coming back against Dallas? They impressed me. I picked them to win that game. I, in the triple play, I had them at plus four and a half points. Dallas. I, I bet – no, football oh, team. You, I bet my own hard-earned okay. cash on the Washington football team to win that game yesterday. So I was a really strong believer in the Washington mm-hmm. football team. I thought that they were – Probably not going to end up winning the NFC East because of the hole that they were in already, despite having two games with the Cowboys before uh, they lost that one in Washington yesterday. But I thought on paper they might be the better team. I mean, the offensive line was just dominating people. Gibson's a really good back. McLaurin's a really good receiver. The defense was supposed to be the staple of that team and struggled at the beginning of the year, uh-huh. but has played really well of late. So the thing They're is, a quarterback though, away, so that was always kind of holding them back, but... You know, based on their form, and I think Rivera's a really good coach, I thought they had a chance to at least make it interesting in the NFC East. They had to win, obviously, that game at home against the Cowboys to do it. But I, I'm i still pretty high on the football team. If Haneke can stay healthy, I think that they could do some damage. But so, I still also think the Eagles are better than them. It's such a tough division The Eagles to have had a really good season. I'm just going to go back – Quickly, Jalen Hurts has been a really good quarterback. Since the last week of October, they blew out the Lions. They kept it very close against the Chargers, lost by three. Blew out the Broncos, beat the Saints. They beat the Jets last week, but in between those two That's games, the one. Why do you lose to the Giants? And you do it 13-7. to seven. You only score seven points. You have a much better offense than just seven points against the Giants. I, that, I... St- thought that the Eagles were the team I was so ready to say they're for real until that Giants thing happened and then you have that stinker against the Giants that's just holding like if they didn't lose that game to the Giants it's, and they were 7-6 and six right Eagles. now I would think that the Eagles would roll over these teams so including maybe the Cowboys at the end of the year it's okay it's not just the fact that they lost to like say say it was 13-7 Jets it's a little bit more embarrassing, but it's not a division opponent, Tom. Here's the thing. Say Washington and Philly split, it's going to come down to division record, and that loss of the Giants is really going to hurt the Eagles. Washington already has a win over the Giants with a game left against the Giants, so I agree. Right now, the Eagles stand at 0-2 in division play. Washington stands at 1-1. <laughs> it's funny. Isn't that ridiculous that we're in week – we're entering week 15? They play two games. <laughs> It's hilarious to me, too, that what could come down to that last wild card spot and that second team in from the NFC East isn't about, oh, you beat so-and-so. It's, 
who didn't lose to the New York Giants. Like, that's the criteria here is, okay, did we miss the playoffs? Why did we miss the playoffs? Well, because we lost to the New York Giants. That's It's why. hilarious to me how all these teams still have three games to play, or still have four, four. teams to play, and they all have four. They've only played, at most, Dallas has played three division opponents. Yeah, the only team that Dallas, – Dallas, Dallas plays play, Arizona, right, that's and it. the Giants play the Bears. And in week seventeen, right, 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 right. But the Giants are irrelevant, and the Bears are irrelevant. So, that but game the fact matter. that there are teams out there like Detroit, like Tennessee, uh, there's a couple more um, that only have one more division game to be played, and that obviously comes at the final week of the season as every team plays a division opponent. Like these, Washington and Philly still have to play four divisional games. And there are teams out there that only have to play one. It's just it's the scheduling thing that really screws with me. But getting back to our original point about Philly versus the Giants, if you win that game, if you're Philadelphia, you just take care of business, you win that game. I don't think it's a question. I think it's we're saying just get to Week 18 so that we can say yes, we were right. Philly got in. Titans and Jags at one o'clock window, twenty to nothing victory for the Tennessee Titans. They needed to get back on track. There's no better medicine to get back on track with than a game against Urban Meyer and the Jaguars in your own stadium. Urban Meyer looked like a soulless, lifeless corpse at the end of the football game when Vrabel shook his hand, and his post game press conference was very, very sad. This off of rumors and reports during the week that he was berating his coaching staff and, in fact, called them all losers and he's a winner and asked them to defend their resumes to him. Sorry, what's your NFL resume? Sorry, who hired these coaches again? Um, Right. I'm pretty sure it was you, Urban Meyer, as the head coach of the football team. So he's going to get fired. I can't wait to see when that happens. Who's first, him or Nagy? Man, that's a great question. I think Nagy's easier to fire. If that makes sense. Oh, I disagree. But just because he's been there for so long, like he, I think Urban's easier. My point on Nagy being Everything easier. Everything Urban has done this year is awful. He's he's the he's the most incompetent coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of all thirty-two coaches, he's number thirty-two. Mm-hmm. But the, the reason I say Nagy's a little bit easier, I'd say, is maybe just, just because, because. Hey, we've done this for four years now. You, you went to the playoffs good year twice, and, and that one year when you were twelve and four, we double doinked our way out of the oh, to so the bad. Eagles and Nick Foles beat us. Nick Foles again, <laughs> and who's on our bench now, by the way. But I, I think then you could be like, you know what, that we we've given you a fair shake, and it's time to move on. Whereas Urban, there might be some. Well, it's but only I been don't want to give Urban any more chances. That's the deal. No, you're going to ruin Trevor Lawrence. That's I that's I think where I you think come down to. What. Trevor Lawrence was this was more highly touted coming out of college than any quarterback we've seen in the last decade, and boy, I have not heard his name once. Through four interceptions, unless it's with interceptions or it's with Urban Meyer is ruining Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. You gotta fire. You gotta bring in a uh, an offensive minded NFL guy to help develop Trevor Lawrence. This is a very fragile part of his career. You need someone like McDaniels is in New England to help Mac Jones. You need someone that's cut their teeth in this league. Not Canada. A, just kidding. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> do you really do you want to kill Trevor Lawrence's career? Or right. Chiefs destroyed the Raiders. The Chiefs are all the way back, right? 
I said they were all the way back about threes. They're all the way back. They look good. I think they look like the best team in the AFC right now. Uh, Saints destroyed the Jets. Uh, the Jets got eliminated from playoff contention with that loss. The Falcons and the Panthers in the nobody gives a crap bowl, where the Falcons got a win and are six and seven, so still technically alive for that playoff spot. Knocked the Panthers back down to five and eight. Uh, the Seahawks and the Texans played a football game. I know that's hard to believe because I'm sure no one thought about that game for a second until it was on their red zone TVs with Seattle just scoring point after point after point. They blew out Houston. Russell Wilson is not going to lie down the rest of the season. No, he's not, especially since the Seahawks don't have a first-round draft pick, so there's no real there's point. There's no to, reason to tank. No real yeah. point to tank. And the Texans got eliminated from playoff contention, as did the Lions when they lost at the hands of the Denver Broncos 38-10. to Getting into the late slate, Giants charges. Charges took care of business against the Giants. But here's the two games that I really want to talk about here. Let's get to it. Bengals and Niners. The Bengals were doing Bengals things early in this game. It was 3-3. Then it was 10-3 San Francisco. Then it was 10-6. Then just a brutal turnover by the Bengals. Gives the Niners the ball. George Kittle scores. On a 14-yard pass. George Kittle, is he the best tight end in football right now? He's the most important tight end in football. They're not a good team without him. Right. They had Chiefs that... can survive without Oh, KT. yeah. Waller and the Raiders. Well, I mean, Waller's been nothing all year long. I think he's the... But I think right now, because Kelsey's having a down year, I think he's the best tight end in football. Well, the Niners went on their losing streak when he was sidelined. And... Uh, only when he came back did they start to win football games again. It's not just his impact uh, with catching the ball and being such a great threat. He spaces the field out so much mm-hmm. for them, and his return has done nothing but help Debo Samuel. Who Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, both of them. Samuel is such a weapon, dude. The way that they I, use. Did him, you not see that Ayuk touchdown to win the game? Well, the reason I'm talking about Samuel is just how unique they use him, with him being a running back a lot of the time, and they like literally lining him up in the backfield in like the I formation and handing him the ball. Like he is going to be a stud. And you talked about the Ayuk touchdown. I, I want to talk about the 27 yard run from Debo Samuel. He turned mm-hmm. that sideline yeah, and did. just was gone, and he was tiptoeing up the entire sideline there. So they have weapons in San Francisco and a really good offensive-minded coach. But the takeaway from this game isn't, oh, the Niners got another win in their 7-6 and six, and they look to be in pretty good control of one of those wild-card spots. In fact, they have an outside shot to catch the Rams for the top wild-card spot, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, especially if the Rams lose tonight. Uh, Niners are only a game back then at that point, and they've already beaten the Rams this year. So something to keep an eye on there. But w- with the Bengals young team that was coming off of a bad loss to the LA Chargers and it looked like things were going to go sideways for them again in this game. Instead they hold the Niners out of the end zone when it was going to be 24-6. to In fact, they did catch, quote-unquote catch a ball Mm -hmm. that was overturned and the Bengals get a nice stand and force a field goal. It's 20-6 to now. And then the comeback happened. And then the touchdown passes to Jamar Chase happened. And they showed a lot of fight in this game. Now, they came up short, and they lost in overtime. Evan McPherson made a field goal to give him the lead. But that play from Ayuk, like you said, touchdown, Niners win. It's still an encouraging sign from the Bengals that they didn't just roll over because it could have yeah, been sure. okay. We just got smoked by the Chargers. We're getting smoked by the Niners to start this game. 
Let's pack it in. 2021 was a nice season with some memories. Let's just fold and build for next year. That could have been the case, but they fought to the very end to the point where they had a lead in an overtime period. So you got to take your hats off to the Bengals for continuing that fight. And, and, and honestly telling me that even though in my head I still think they're going to fade down this stretch run here, I, I don't think it's a for sure thing. They showed guts there against the Niners. But like we just said, you got to take care of business against West Coast teams I think at you're, home. I think you're a better team than the Niners are. I think you. Should I think have, so too. I think you could. Ha- I think you should have. I picked them in my triple play. The Bengals. I did. Oh uh, yeah, you did. Yeah, I you're did. right. And I thought you because I thought you were the better team, and you're playing at home. I West thought they Coast were too. Traveling team, huh? I thought they were the better team too. Uh, on paper, they should have been, mm-hmm. and they have the better quarterback. That's for sure. But oh, without a doubt, games aren't played on paper, and that was a total one too, where like. If you're a Bengals fan, like, even though you're the better team and you think you should beat the Niners, you have a better record than the Niners, you were super nervous heading into that game, right? Seeing that uniform line well, up across a Bengals from you. Team, if you're a Bengals fan, you got to feel that way every week, right? You shouldn't this year, though. No, you shouldn't. But I agree. But I do get what you're the saying. The last, like, like, two decades. Bills and Buccaneers, decades. 425 kickoff game of the Great week. Game. Uh, the Buccaneers got out to a really big early lead. It looked like Tom Brady was going to do what Tom Brady does to the Bills, and that's just dominate them. They were up 27-10 with 11-10 left to go in the fourth quarter. The Bills scored two touchdowns and a field goal to tie the football game up, but Brady, like he's done to Buffalo for the past two decades, ripped their hearts out with a 56-yard bomb to Brashad Perriman to the house. You don't even of get all, it. Of all people, it's the Perriman. And the Buccaneers. You know, you know who the linebacker was who was assigned to tackle him that was trailing him that entire way? Was it Edmonds? It was Edmonds. Wow. Yeah. Brotherly love, huh? I guess not. But uh, Perriman scores the touchdown. The Buccaneers get a big win, 33-27. to uh, If the Packers were to have lost last night and the Cardinals were to have lost tonight, the Buccaneers would have been the one seed, but alas, the Packers were able to take care of business against the Bears. So grabbing that one seed for touchdown, Tom is going to have to wait for another week, and they're going to need some more help as well in order to get that. I don't think they need it, though. I mean, I don't, I, they didn't need it last year. They didn't need a home game last they didn't, year exactly, they didn't need until the Super Bowl when game. they played a home game there. But Which is how ironic is that? You are this what, – what, what seed were they, the sixth seed? They were the sixth seed last year. So you're you're a road team throughout the whole playoffs. Five seed. Sorry, they were the five seed because okay. they played the Washington football team who was oh, barely 500. Seed. Yeah. Okay, so you are a road team throughout the entire playoffs, and then you become the first team ever to host a Super Bowl, and of course you win it. And, of course, you win it because you're Brady. Because your quarterback is Tom Brady. Uh, and, of course, they win this game, even though they almost blew it at the end because your quarterback is Tom Brady and you're the best. But on the other side of the coin, what's going on with the Bills, man? I mean, this was, again, something that you have to look at and say, well, at least they didn't quit. And it looked like they were dead in the water early in this game. Right. What was the score at halftime? Like 24-3 to maybe? 24-3 to was the halftime score. And at that, that point, I'm sitting there going – I think a friend texted me and said, what's up with the Bills? And I texted it back, I think they're just bad. I like, I, I think they're just a bad well, football team. Well, defense somehow keeps things alive. It's the offense that is – It's the regression it, it, from Josh Allen. Yeah. He's not playing well this year. And then, in turn, that makes Stephon Diggs a non-factor. And you let, let's be very frank here. 
they have done a poor job surrounding Diggs with more talent. Sure. I, they tried. Cole Beasley is not enough. Not a guy. Emmanuel they, Sanders is too old. old. They, too hurt. Too old, too hurt. Remember how effective he was early in the year? Right. He was fine. Gone by the wayside now, right, though. Because, because he's too old. He's getting hurt. Uh, Gabriel Davis out of Central Florida on that undefeated team for them just hasn't developed into a number two receiver for them yet. Dawson Knox has really been the second fiddle, but he's been in and out of the lineup all year long. He did catch a touchdown pass. He had a good game. In this game. He's game. a good tight end. Um, and then – they're the running backs. It's 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 the, it's the lack of commitment to yes, the running game. Yes, and their lack of commitment to getting a guy in that run. Well, they, so they went. They, who do they have? They had Singletary. Uh, no, but before Singletary, they had someone, and then they went out and drafted Singletary, didn't they? Singletary, I think, came from the or Breda was the one that came from the Niners. Right. So maybe they drafted Singletary, and then they drafted, and then they got Breda. And you were thinking, well, okay, here's a two running back system that Buffalo can easily uh, use, and they ignore both. And they're not that great running backs either. Like they're no, not, they're not. They're not like all world. Well, Singletary, status. I thought could have been good. I just think that, and Josh Allen hasn't been running the ball as much as he no. usually does. So you can't just completely ignore the run. I mean, especially when you're playing in a monsoon like you did against the Patriots a couple Mondays ago, and the Patriots only passed the ball three times in that entire game. So there's just a lot of imperfections with the Bills' offense that sure. I think were masked by an MVP season from Josh Allen. And Allen the Diggs was a lot more attractive in people's minds when they thought, Maybe Emmanuel Sanders would step up as a decent second guy. Dawson Knox would step up. They'd be better in the running game than they were last year. But none of that has come to fruition. And I think a product of that not coming to fruition is Diggs and Allen haven't been the Diggs and Allen that we've been used to for the past couple of seasons. Now, I still season. I still think Singular they're a very season. dangerous team, though. I still think this is a team that could rip off a couple wins like that, especially See, in the playoffs. Know. They're going to be a wild card team. You think that's a done, foregone conclusion? I think it has to be. The Patriots, what, still play them again? Yep, and they're 9-4 and four to the Bills 7-6. and six. Yeah, I, I don't see that game going in Buffalo's favor, regardless of where it's being played. I know it's being played in Buffalo. That and even if it does go in their favor, they need they more help. They still have to get yeah. one more win, and the Patriots still lose a different game as well. But that would mean if they're in the playoffs, they're playing either, what, at 10 – I mean, they could possibly draw the Chiefs. Over. Good night. Say goodbye. I, th I think that's maybe the only scenario where I see them losing, though. So maybe they get to the divisional round. The team that everybody's licking their chops for is the Titans, right? Like, if you're the wild card, you want the Titans because there's not going to be Derrick Henry. There's no Derrick Henry. For that first round, at least. So if you're the Bills, I'm sitting here thinking. Are you not looking your if it's if it's Cleveland, if it ends up being Cleveland or Pittsburgh Ooh. or Cincinnati? Ooh. I think I'd rather have a Derrick Henry less Titans than that. Wow. I don't trust Joe Burrow just yet to win a play. Nor Zach Taylor. Baker doesn't do anything for me. But what about Chubb? Mm. Say, yeah, Chubb is a different story. In the playoffs, though, you got to have a quarterback that can win you a game. You have to have a quarterback, yes. Unless it's a blowout from the start based off of a high snap that goes into the back of the end zone. Of course, zone. of course, naturally. And then the next offensive drive for that team, it's an interception and whatever. So let's just say this. You want to face three and four. You do not want to be seven and have to go to Kansas City or go to New England because mm -hmm. those are going to be the one or two seeds right there. Th those are all the one and two seeds. And they you think that's how it shakes out? 
I we, think, we're not sure who it's going to oh, be. Oh, I yet. think it's going to be New England. I think it's going to be Kansas City. Wow, as the one seed. I don't think they're going to lose a game. The rest. I don't of the know way. if New England will. Uh, Where, where's New England's loss? Tell me. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you. It's Saturday night. It's Colts in in Indianapolis. Oh, wow. I think the Colts are going to get them. Both teams coming off of a bye. I think the Colts are going to get them. And I don't think that it's that far-fetched to think the Bills can pull off an upset and beat them in Foxborough, too. So I think that they have a couple losses potentially on their schedule, where I think the Chiefs are going to run, man. I think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC right now. And you'll find out in my power rankings on Wednesday <laughs> when I have them as the highest-rated team in the one. AFC. Not at number one overall, but as the highest-rated team in the AFC that's for damn sure. Do you want to talk at all about Packers and Bears when you thought it was going to be an upset and then Aaron Rodgers said, I'm going to put it 45 on you? It was the scoring singular quarter in Bears-Packers history, if you didn't know that, if you didn't see that graphic at some point. couple takeaways that. from that game. Sure. Rodgers ain't losing to bad teams this year. Nope. He's just not going to let that happen. His COVID toe might be a serious problem, and I know it might not actually be COVID toe, so I'm joking, Aaron, if you're listening to this, but – which he is. He said he had a setback a in that game, show. and surgery is a last resort. But the fact that he's even talking about surgery tells me that it's on the table, and they're sure. thinking it might need to be a case. So, or know, it could be an Aaron Rodgers thing where he's a little drama queen. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, the guy still threw for four touchdown passes. And my third takeaway: I think the Bears have a quarterback. I think Justin sure. Fields is going to be a really good player. He made some passes that were he made some, beautiful. His some scrambles presence, yeah. are incredible. His pocket presence was phenomenal. I think the Bears have a really good quarterback in Justin Fields. And I think they have the good weapons around him, too. The right weapons. David Montgomery's a good back. Mooney's uh, been playing Mooney's really well. been playing some of his best football these past couple of weeks. I think you have the weapons. It's just... And the, the defense is there, too. Rokon Smith's good. Khalil Mack, when he's healthy, he's obviously still good. Yeah, I, I think that it's this just, is a good is team that has a young quarterback and a bad coach. A so, coach who wanted to go with Andy Dalton. Yes, this guy. exactly. And I think it's not a case of just bringing a new coach and they're a year away. But I think you're building something there in Chicago. And you bring in a new, co- say, you bring in a new coach next year. Work your way through that season with the new coach as you continue to add pieces to your offensive line, to your defense. You add weapons around fields. I'd say around 2023, in two years, I think the Bears are going to have a pretty decent football team with a pretty good shot at competing. And Listen, he might not leave this year. He might leave this year. But the days of Aaron Rodgers in the NFC North are numbered. I was just going to say, Tom, is it going to be a similar thing to the Pittsburgh Steelers where they were the, the big brothers, That's the what, Bengals, and the Browns? Someone's got to take the mantle. Could it be the, I could think, it be the Browns I, or the, the Bears? I, I, right now, if I had to bet on it. It's not Detroit. No. And I don't I don't trust the Vikings I don't to think do it. it. Well, Kirk Cousins is older than Fields, too. and Well, significantly. About 10 years I think before. the Bears are the best bet to be the next. They're next up. If it's not the Packers, if Jordan Love is actually a right, good unless they pull off a New England Patriots and they just get the next guy, immediately. or Jordan Love's actually good, and we just he played an Arrowhead as a rook as a first start. Like that's a tough place to go in and have to play against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, finally, one game on tonight is the Monday Night Football game: Rams at Cardinals. The Cardinals are two and a half point favorites. They are ten and two. They're trying to become the only team to be at eleven wins on the NFL season. If they lose. They will have 10 wins just like the Packers and the Buccaneers do. 
The Rams are 8-4. and four. They got a win against the Jaguars to start December after losing every single game they played in the month of November. So they need to try to get a quality win, and that's the key there. Is they've won eight games. I don't think they have a single quality win on those eight I games. I don't think so either. You've got to get one on the road against Arizona, and I, I feel like they're going to win this game tonight. Didn't they win against the Niners a couple weeks ago? Is no, that the boat only raced. quality win? They got boat raced on Monday Night Football by, the, by Niners. the Niners. Yeah, it was Odell's first game. Okay, let me think. They beat the Bears, not great. They beat the Colts early on, so not great at the time. And it was Oh, close. they beat the Buccaneers. I forgot okay. that they beat the Buccaneers. What? Where has that Rams team been? I don't know. Where has that 34-point performance? The Cardinals. They beat the Seahawks without Russ. That was the game where Russ went down yes. on Thursday night. Yep. They beat the Giants. They beat the Lions. They beat the Texans. They lost to the Titans. They, they lost, lost to the, the Niners. Rams. They, they lost, lost to the, the Packers. Packers. They beat the Jaguars. I think they're going to beat the Cardinals tonight. Oh, my gosh, Tom. Oh my god! I think you think so too, right? No. You think the Cardinals I think are going to win? The Cardinals take it. I think the well, Cardinals remember, lock up the a- 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 NFC West this well, week. Do you remember what I said on our episode last week? No. If Did, the Cardinals win this football game tonight, then you're finally. I'm officially finally, telling finally, them that finally. they're my Super Bowl favorite. You've if they win saying, this but game, you've been saying that though for the past. I'm telling you, if they win this game tonight, this is a Tom Offerman cold hard fact guarantee. They, Sign, still deliver. They are my Super Bowl favorite moving forward if they win this game tonight. Super Bowl favorite. Super Bowl favorite. Over the Bucks. Super Bowl favorite. Over the Packers. Super Bowl favorite. If they win this game tonight against the Rams on national TV at home, they are my Super Bowl favorite, the Arizona Cardinals. Boom. Wow. Take it to the bank. Wow. And you think they're going to win. I think they're going to win, but I don't know if that means they're my favorite. I, on the other hand, think Not they're going to win. my favorite lose. to come out of the NFC. I, on the other hand, think they're going to lose, so I can continue to crush them for being frauds. That's how it works, baby. I build them up, up and then I bring them down. I think they're going to win this game, but I still think Tampa Bay is going to – Tampa Bay and Green Bay are the better suitors to win this this conference. Well, we'll find out tonight, and then what do you say we talk about – We won't find out tonight because the NFC won't play out until – No, I'm saying we'll find out if they win the game tonight. Yes, you are right. And then – But I expect them to win. What do you say we talk about it on Wednesday? Let's do it. Sounds like and a, a plan. Power rankings episode. That'll do it for us here on this episode of Steelers Standard. He's Jacob Recht. I'm Tom Offerman. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Thanks as always for giving us a listen.